What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew. Today, we're doing another solo episode. I haven't done one of these since the first week I did my podcast, the first episode. And I just felt like coming on solo, you know, just blabbing my face off as per usual, as what I do in my own free time anyways, without recording. I'm just kidding. I don't actually talk to myself. Um, Only sometimes. Okay, so (laughs) today... It's literally 9.30 p.m. Wednesday night, so the night before this podcast is going to go live, but I just felt like I was in the talking mood, and I wanted to, you know, dig a little deeper for the fellas. Um, I know the ones that listen to the podcast are the ones that, I don't know, they have a connection to, like, either my YouTube videos, my Instagrams, I don't know, they're, they're loyal, you guys are loyal fellas, so... I wanted to, you know, sit down and chat with you guys, see what, see what's up, even though, um, you know, it's only me talking on the other end, but I asked, um, you guys on my Instagram, the at convos over cold brew pod Instagram, um, just to send in some questions and see what you guys wanted to talk about today. And as it's getting later in the evening, you know, I'm getting into my feels and I really wanted to dig a little deeper. So I picked five of the best questions for this week that are just kind of a little bit more intimate, if that's the right word, that just kind of, I kind of want to talk about right now. I kind of want to rant about, you know, so (laughs) if you're not following the Combos Over Cold Brew podcast on Instagram, you know, go shoot them a follow, them meaning me (laughs) on the other end, but you guys can stay up to date and maybe ask some questions in the future if I do another one of these episodes. But let's get right into it. So the first question comes from Rachel. And she asks, what has been your biggest struggle? So I've talked a lot about this over my lifetime. Um, So if you're familiar with my content, you probably already know what the answer to this is going to be. And it hasn't changed over the last probably six years of my life. Um, But that is my relationship with like my body. I have a lot of body image struggles. And that's something that has been with me, I would say, at least 90% of my life over the last six years. There's been brief periods of time where it's been better than others, but for the majority of it, it's something I've really, really struggled with. And just to kind of give a little bit of background, I don't really know where it stems from. I've always been a very confident person, and I would still say that I'm a very confident person, but this is one of the areas in my life that I'm just not confident in and it's really the way I look and the way I'm shaped and I don't know if it's because I've just had so many different body shapes over the last 10 years of my life like being really small and really short when I was younger I think I I didn't really think of anything but then I grew eight inches in high school and then I ended up being I ended up going from one of the shortest in like my high school class to one of the tallest and in the meantime I also gained 50 pounds so I was definitely more aware that I was, I don't I stuck out from the crowd a little bit when I was in high school and especially like the running world. I just, I never was really a stick. And I think it was made very apparent in my later years of high school to me that like I did stick out from the crowd, but it wasn't really that bad in high school. I didn't really let it affect me that much. I kind of had a good head on my shoulders, so I wasn't really that affected by it, especially when it came to running. I just kind of, you know, went about my day, didn't really think too much about it, ate what I wanted to eat. I literally ate whatever I wanted. And, you know, I was like a good runner. So I didn't really care too much about it. I didn't think I needed to change anything. And then 
I think college is really where it started getting to me more. Um, my body was changing even more and I grew a little bit in college as well. And then I think just being at the elite level that I was at, there was just a lot of pressure to look a certain way. And maybe that was internal pressure. Maybe it was external pressure. I don't really know what it was to be honest, but it just started eating away at me and my confidence level in my appearance, like just kept going down and down. And it probably did stem from the level of running that I was at. And I just like will always remember putting on my uniform and how bad it made me feel. Just like the way it like hugged my body. I just did not like what I saw in the mirror. And it really translated over to my running, especially my sophomore year of college. I think it it really, really got to me. And I would line up on the starting line already not being confident. Like I could have been the fittest. Actually, I was very fit sophomore year of college, but I think my confidence in the way I like looked and the way I fell in my uniform just really hindered some of my performances. So, you know, I thought once I left the running world, it would go away and it has definitely not. Um, I have been very prepubescent my entire life, to put it bluntly. Um, I didn't get my period until I was 22 years old and I was always healthy. I always ate enough. And the thing, I went to the gynecologist all the time. I was made making sure that everything was okay. Did a ton of ultrasounds, a bunch of different appointments. And basically came down to it was that I had just been running for so many years since I was so young. Doing it competitively at such a young age, it kind of stunted my like hormones. And so, you know, I tried my best to get my period while I was in college. You know, I was eating enough. I was feeling good. Like my running was not suffering because of it. I never got a stress fracture. And so it was really frustrating for me, honestly, to not have like a period at the time. And yeah, but anyways, graduated college and I just kind of like realized how different my lifestyle was going to be than when I was in college. Um, I graduated college. I was pretty burnt out from running and I just kind of kept the running stint going for a while. And honestly, I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, when the moment presented itself, I I did what I thought was the right decision and I kept running. But my body was just was starting to change inevitably. I wasn't doing the same thing I was in college. I was definitely eating unhealthier and eating more. Um, and I would say from the minute I stopped running in college, my body just immediately started to change as it should, because I <laughs> had not like gone through full puberty with my hormones and everything. So my body started to change inevitably. And I just don't think I was really emotionally ready for it. I don't know why, but because I wanted to get my period so badly, but my body changing like really took a toll on me. And especially at that age, I feel like no one else was really going through the same thing that I was because I was 22. No, I was 20. I was 21 when I graduated college and all everyone else I knew had already gone through puberty. So it was like, I didn't really have that many people to confide in. Oh my God. (laughs) I just had to pause the podcast. I started getting a little emotional, but um, yeah, I guess at the time, like, I just didn't really have anyone to confide in because most of the people I knew had gone through puberty when they were in high school, like <laughs> normal girls do. But since I just had been running so competitively for so long, I just never, my body just never had the chance. So 
going through that at 21 was definitely difficult. And then honestly, something that helped a lot was getting a boyfriend, <laughs> which I mean, I didn't really see coming. It kind of just happened, but it kind of just made me feel a little bit better about myself. Like, I don't even know why. Just, just like, I, I think I just felt really bad about myself and like looking so different than I did in college. I think it was just kind of take, taking a toll on me mentally. So I think when I got a boyfriend, it kind of just helped my self-confidence a little bit. And like knowing that I, <laughs> this is so deep, knowing that I am like lovable at any size. Not that like, I don't know, I've always been an independent person too. So I never really thought that it affected me that much until I got a boyfriend. Anyways, that's besides the point. Then we broke up. <laughs> and honestly, it did give me a lot of confidence and like just know that my body isn't supposed to look like what it was when it was prepubescent so that whole 2019 basically my my body changed drastically like I had gained weight the year before and it was fine like it was necessary weight and then 2019 is when I like started developing as a woman and (laughs) I was like in pain like it was a painful year because I was like this is for all the guys watching they're probably like okay but it was like painful and not only was it painful physically like it was it felt so different to run it felt it I looked so different in the mirror none of my clothes fit because they were all for prepubescent Emma so I didn't even know how to dress my new body so that was also something that I think I'm still working on but I think like the combination of all that and then people noticing on my social media too, like really took a toll on my mental health. And I think at times I've definitely like been hesitant to put myself out there on the internet just because I'm worried about what people will say, which I know is just a dumb reason, but it's something I'm still trying to get over. And in this part of my life, I'm definitely a lot more confident in like my womanly body. And I think that comes from kind of leaving the running world and surrounding myself with people that are like really body positive and aren't worried about their fitness level all the time. Um, It's something that I didn't like being, being engulfed in the competitive running world. Like it was a little bubble. And then once you leave, it's just kind of like, whoa, there's so much left of this world to explore. And like, there's way more life than focusing on what your body looks like. I, I definitely like look back and I just noticed how different I looked than when I was in college. But then I also like remember what I felt like when I was in college. And I remember like, just, I don't know, crying myself to sleep. Like I was just not any happier with my body at that time. So it's like ridiculous for me to think that like, oh, if I look a certain way, I'll be happy because that's not where happiness stems from. It really stems from, I think for me, like the people I surround myself with and like the things I do on a day-to-day basis. And that's just really what I've been focusing on lately are doing the things that make me feel good, that make me happy and surrounding myself with positive people. Like a lot of my friends are in the running world, but I definitely have branched out and hung out with people that aren't even familiar with the running world at all. And that's really helped me a lot. So that was a really long answer to the question, but I think that's something I really needed to get off my chest. Obviously I got a little emotional because it's something that I struggle with big time. And I know a lot of people do. So I just want to let people know that like, you're definitely not going through this alone. A lot of people like, without you even knowing it are probably going through it. And literally no one is perfect, especially on social media, people can make their lives out to seem like it's perfect. And for me, I know, like, when I get comments, people being like, Oh, I wish I was you. I was like, are you sure about that? Because people just don't know what life is like behind the scenes, like what's going on in someone's life. So it's easy to judge someone's like from their social media feed, but 
you never really know what's going on behind the scenes. So just keep that in mind when you're scrolling through your feed. Just, you know, take things with a grain of salt and know that it's not the whole picture. So thank you, Rachel, for asking that question and bringing up this topic. I think it's something I've wanted to bring up for a while, but I didn't really want to do it again on my YouTube channel since I've already talked about it a couple times. So I thought with my, you know, fave fellows on this pod, I'd <laughs> I'd bring it up again and give an update. All right, moving on to the next question. What is something that you would change if you could go back in time? That's from Sarah. Thank you for asking the question. I think I always think about this and I wish I would have started my YouTube channel earlier because I wish I would have documented at least the 2016 year. I wish I would have documented my entire college experience, but Obviously, that's something I did not know I wanted to do at the time. Even when I started my YouTube channel, I didn't know that it was something I wanted to pursue. I just started it because I was bored. So I think 2016, though, would have been so, so interesting and such a drastic parallel from the first six months to the last six months. I feel like the first six months were some of the hardest times in my college career. I was injured at the start of the year, and then I was just dealing with a lot of self-confidence issues when it came to running. But... I kind of just had like a change at heart and I had a realization halfway through the year that I was like, I'm so tired of being so down on myself. And I just kind of like flipped a switch. I think I was just so sick and tired of beating myself up for the last couple months or years that I just decided I like wanted to be confident. And the first race I went out to run um, that cross country season, I was literally the number one Oregon runner, which never happened again. And yes, some of our top runners sat out like two of them, but I think I just raced with so much confidence and just kind of like opened a door for me. And then we ended up having such a weird season where we were never racing to our potential, like our whole team. But then we ended up winning NCAAs by one point. So I wish I just had documented that entire year because I feel like it would have been something so cool to look back on. And it was just a lot more eventful, I think, than 2017. Like I did enjoy recording that cross-country season of 2017, but gosh, 2016 was something else, man. So if you're thinking of starting something like a YouTube channel or an Instagram or whatever you want to start, if you even have like the idea in your head, you should just start it because you'll probably look back like me and regret it later that you hadn't started earlier. Because I think for a lot of people, the thing that stops them is that they don't feel ready. And no one is ever going to feel ready to start a YouTube channel. Like, let's, let's be honest. It doesn't matter if you have a camera. It doesn't matter if you have a mic. Most computers have editing software, so it's like all you have to do is grab your phone and start vlogging yourself or doing whatever you want to do on your YouTube channel, and that's how you start. You don't have to be perfect from the start. You can go back and watch my first vlog, and it's so cringy, but, you know, everyone's got to start somewhere, and I wish I had started earlier, but, you know, that's that's all you can do. <laughs> In terms of any other life decisions I've made, I don't really think so. When I think about, like, socially... No, my college choice, even though I ended up transferring, I think I still would have done the same thing. Like coming out of high school, Oregon didn't even look at me. So I don't even think I would have had the opportunity to go to Oregon if I hadn't transferred. So yeah, anything other than that, like I had a really good high school life, had really good friends, didn't really make any bad decisions. I don't really think I've made any like decisions that have really harmed me to the point where I regret them. I think any decision I have made, I've like, I don't know, either learn from or benefited from. So even when it comes to like relationships, like having a bad relationship or breaking up with someone, like I think you learn a lot about yourself and I think it's worth it in the end, even though at the time it was probably really dramatic and (laughs) 
maybe like you were hurt. But I think for me, at least like I've found what I want in a relationship and what I don't want in a relationship. And I've learned a lot about myself in the process too. And honestly, learned a lot about my self-worth. So yeah, I don't know. I don't really have very many life regrets. So I think that's a good thing. I guess I'm living life to the fullest. So (laughs) thank you for your question, Sarah. I appreciate it. And the next question we're going to tackle is, what was the hardest thing to adjust to when you started living on your own? Thank you, Hannah, for asking that question. If we're talking college, because I guess college is like you're leaving your parents' house and you're going and kind of living on your own, but not really because you're still in a really structured environment, probably with a roommate. But for college, it's just kind of finding that time management balance because you're suddenly loaded with a ton of things on your plate and you kind of have to figure out how to balance I mean, I had to learn how to balance like really hard school at Vanderbilt and then also running cross country and then you're walking so much more and then you have to cook for yourself some of the time and it just is kind of like a big balancing act. So that was probably the hardest thing to adjust to. And then kind of in the context of leaving college and just starting your real life, <laughs> that has been the hardest adjustment of my entire life, I will say. I was like on TikTok the other day and someone was like, you usually spend years 21 to 23 like unnecessarily sad. And it's kind of true, not to scare anyone, but I think you're just kind of thrown into the real world and you're like, okay, the world is my oyster. What do I do? And that overwhelming amount of freedom you have is kind of like suffocating at times. And that's what I found myself with when I left college. I was working a job that I didn't necessarily feel like I was being utilized either. So I just had a lot of time to think to myself and it just, I kind of felt like I was trapped in the situation, but then I realized that I could do whatever I want. (laughs) And then that's when I really started like working for myself. And now it's really been like the work balance in my life and kind of figuring out even what I want to do next. I think my situation is a little different because I don't have a standard nine to five. So I don't have like a structured day. And I think that's something that I've struggled with and holding myself accountable for is like finding structure in my day. And I think also something that I've kind of come to terms with and kind of like have realized is that I'm really struggling to find my identity and purpose at this moment in my life Um, because running was so ingrained into me from when I was, I don't know, however young, when I started running eight until I was, until I left college. So I think something that I've struggled to adjust to is just living life as a normal person and not as a competitive athlete. And people ask all the time, like, why don't I just run? And I feel like at this time in my life, like I'm still recovering from burnout from the competitive running scene. For me personally, like I still enjoy watching and everything, but the thought of like going and competing on the competitive level kind of stresses me out. And especially when you're tackling like post-collegiate running, it you really, really, really have to have a love for the sport because no one is there holding your hand through the way. Like college, you're kind of given goals. You have a team, you have facilities you can use and everything, but like post-collegiately, it's all funded by you. You have to go find your team. You have to go find a coach and you have to like fly yourself to these races. So for a lot of people, especially like if you were 
at my talent level, it's a lot for like the love of the sport. And if you love competing, like you go into it, I would not be making money out of college. Like I would not have gotten a contract with my time. So I could have maybe gotten a gear contract, but I would never, but I wouldn't be paid. So I would have had to get a normal job. So I think my motivation right now to run a, the competitive level just isn't there. I'm not putting it I'm not saying never, like I don't know what the future holds. Obviously running is a lifelong sport, so I'm sure at some point I will come back to it. I don't think running is out of the picture for me in the future. I just think for right now it's not something I can focus on. And that's something I have found hard to adjust to is just kind of like living a normal life and finding other things interesting outside of running because as much as I do love running and the times, the drama, whatever, um, I want to expand my horizons for the first time in my life. So yeah, it's something I'm still adjusting to in this moment. And sometimes I find myself laying in bed and I am like, what is the purpose? Like what, what do I want to do next with my life? And so yeah, that's something I'm still adjusting to right now. And I think like in the TikTok, like people <laughs> spend a lot of their first years out of college, like just kind of like debating what they want to do next, like what their passions are in life. So that's currently the phase I'm going through. I'm slowly, I'm starting to find what I'm really passionate about. One of those things being like food, Instagram and stuff, I, as you guys I'm sure can tell, but I definitely want to continue expanding my horizons and trying new things and pushing myself physically too. So that's something I am definitely going to keep doing over these next few months and years to come. So I hope that answers your question, Hannah. Sorry, that was kind of a random tangents, but whatever. And my sister, Sarah, asked, what are you looking forward to in life? Sarah, thank you for the question. I appreciate it. I don't even know if you listen to these podcasts, but if you do, shout out. You know, when I was in college, I wanted to get wiped up and have kids right away. But I think now I'm kind of more into like the figuring myself out first and kind of exploring what life has to offer. I definitely want to travel a lot more. Um, obviously not right now due to the coronavirus, but I go through these phases. I'm like, I'm going to buy a van and live in it, but <laughs> I doubt, I doubt I will ever end up doing that. But I really want to explore more, whether that be like solo or by, or with a group of friends or with just one other person. I definitely want to take advantage of my youth and just go and explore the world because that's something I never have, I've never really done. And I find and I just want to immerse myself in other cultures because I feel like I'm kind of in my own little bubble and I definitely want to get out of it. And living by myself, I've definitely found a lot more comfort in my own solitude, I guess. So I'm definitely a lot more comfortable with the thought of traveling solo now. And I think it's something I want to do in the future once you know, people start getting vaccines for the COVID stuff and, and the case numbers start going down and obviously the world opens up again. But that's one thing I'm really looking forward to. Also, definitely looking forward to like the adult things of having a house, like a husband and kids. I definitely am looking forward to having kids. I just can't imagine them, my little prodigies running around. <laughs> and yeah, I've always felt like I have pretty good motherly instincts. So I think I'm going to be a good mom, I hope. Yeah, I think that's a long time away, obviously, <laughs> considering my relationship status is very single. But it's something I definitely look forward to. I don't think about it all the time, but it's something I am looking forward to in my later years of life. And 
when it comes to growing old, something that I don't want to do, like I never want to stop living my life to the fullest. That sounds so cliche, but I don't want to like be comfortable. Like I always want to have a challenge. I always want to be doing something different with my life. Like I, I don't know. I don't do well when it comes to not having like passions in life. So I always want to be working towards something even as I get older and someone that inspires me a lot at this present moment is Rich Roll and all that he's able to accomplish like at the age of 50. I think it's just really cool to never settle and never just think that, you know, I'm at this age, so time to start winding down. I just want to keep challenging myself and that's something I'm looking forward to is just always finding a new challenge to have in my life and continue to have friendships all throughout my life as well is something I really want to make a priority because when I'm on my deathbed like I'm going to be thinking about all the memories that I've made with like the people I've surrounded myself with so I want to make as many memories as I can with the people that I'm friends with and I want to keep that going all the way until my last breath so (laughs) that sounds really morbid but it's just something I think about sometimes I want to live my life to the fullest that's so cliche oh my goodness Well, I hope that answers that question. The last question for this podcast is, if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Thank you, Jack, for that question. And if I could go back in time, I think I would definitely tell myself to just soak in the moment because I think, I don't know, I always was looking, in my earlier years, like in high school and early college especially, I was always just wanting to be in the next whatever it was like I never was living the actual moment I always just wanted it to be whether it be like the next month the next chapter of my life the next season of running like I just never actually lived in the moment and that's something that I wish I could have done better especially growing up I think I kind of like took my experiences for granted and I don't know. I'm I'm pretty nostalgic these days. I don't know if it's just because I'm alone in quarantine, but I like think back to all the good memories I've had and I wish I would have just lived it up a little more. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's also my advice for someone listening, whether, I mean, whatever age you are, I, for me personally too, like I just want to take a step back when I'm in a moment that I enjoy and just like, I don't know, take a mental picture with my mind and kind of soak it all in. And I definitely done better at doing that since leaving college. I'll give I'll give two examples. So one example for me was I would say like a high school track meet, like a meet like NXN or Brooks PR. I wish I would have just taken a step back and realized like, wow, look at this. I'm with I'm running against the best people in the country and I'm like one of them here and I'm having a great experience and at NXN with my team. And I wish I just would have like taken I was so young. I, who I obviously I wasn't thinking this at the time, but I wish I would have just really like appreciated that moment. And now that I'm older, like I was just on a road trip to rural Indiana with some of my guy friends here in Portland. It was actually four guys and me. So I was, <laughs> we were in a Ford Fiesta packed into the car, literally zero extra room in the car. And we drove straight for 36 hours to rural Indiana. And Not, I wouldn't say when I was packed in the car, I was really loving the moment, but I think at one point I was definitely with all my guy friends and we were just laughing, like having a good time. And I just like took a 
mental picture and I was like wow these are some of the memories like I will never forget in my whole life and even before the trip I was debating going on the trip because I was like I don't know I like have work to do I I don't want to stress myself out by having to like front load my week so that I can go on this road trip with work and then I eventually I just decided I was like okay Emma literally YOLO I literally thought that to myself you only live once driving 36 hours like who driving 36 hours before my best guy friends in a Ford Fiesta I don't know when I'm ever gonna get the chance to do this again so I was like you know what I'm gonna do it and it ended up being one of the highlights of I would say like my life since graduating college which it might seem dramatic and weird but it was just like such a good time to connect with my friends and I'm just so glad that I like have really appreciated that and taking a step back and taking that mental picture when I was laughing with all my guy friends and realizing like this this is why we live life. This is such a deep podcast. Oh my goodness. But this is actually like why I live my life is to have these moments. And yeah, I don't know. I've just been in a really deep mood lately, I guess. But yeah, so I guess that's going to wrap up this podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. This was a really, really deep episode. I almost cried twice and I haven't cried in a long time. So that's saying something. And I'm in my apartment alone right now. <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. If you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, it means a lot to me if you would go and rate and review the podcast. That helps me out so much. I have loved all the positive feedback from you guys, and it means a lot that you even take the time to listen to this podcast. So I'm just grateful that you guys are all here and that you continue to listen as I share my life with the world. So yeah, we love a good old deep convo on the pod. All right, I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas.